You're listening to the What the Chuck Podcast with Megan Rage. I don't even know where to start with today's episode. Let me tell you. So normally my Tuesday morning routine is I write down in my notebook what I'm going to talk about and then I come upstairs and I like get ready and get prepared. Well, today's episode 20, like, hi, hello, I made it to 20 episodes. Let me just go back and reference the guys that said that I wouldn't make it past, what was it, eight? Yeah, fuck off. Here I am, episode 20, so I was downstairs preparing this morning, and I was super excited in a really good mood, drinking my coffee, having a piece of toast, because I was going to come up and record episode 20, and then something happened that gave me severe anxiety, and now I'm just trying to recover from that and get back in the headspace that I was at this morning before I left, so... Brett's guitar had a crack in it, so I called a few people um, to try to find out where I could take it to get it fixed. This, a couple people called me back, but one of the guys seemed really nice over the phone. He told me that I could bring it in. If he didn't think he was able to fix it, then he would recommend someone else. But if he could fix it, he he would, basically. So I went to his house last week, early last week, I would say Tuesday or Wednesday. And I brought Brett's guitar and um, I went back into his workshop and he was like, yeah, I should be able to take care of this. You know, no big deal. Do you have the piece that it was just basically a piece of the paint had chipped off? And then there was yeah, that was that was it as far as I know at this point. OK, so I drop it off. He's like, yeah, I should be able to do this. It'll be $80. I sign a piece of paper. He was like, I'll give you a call when it's done. I was like, OK, cool. So last week, Thursday or Friday, he calls me and he said, hey, did you notice that there was um, a little bit of damage to the back of the guitar? And I was like, no, I didn't. So he sent me a video and I was like, yeah, if you could just fix that, too, that would be great. And he was like, well, it's going to cost, you know, $80 to fix the back as well. So he was like, it'll be $160, but I'll knock $10 off because I feel really bad. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. One, I just want to get it fixed. $150 is fine. So he was like, okay, it's probably not going to be ready till next week. I was like, yeah, no rush. It's not like Brett's over here, like, you know, warming up for gigs, playing guitars at coffee shops. He literally just does it normally when he's drinking or like when he wants to annoy me or the cat. (laughs) He'll get out his guitar and play the few songs that he knows. So I was like, yeah, no rush. I just want it done. I want it done nicely. He was like, yeah, I'm a perfectionist. I'm, you know, I'm, I really want to get this right for you. I'm like, yeah, okay. When I went to go see this guy, he was a little wordy. He was a really nice guy, but he just kind of repeated himself a lot, talked a lot, a little bit sweaty. Like the conversation was a little awkward at times. I just, I just want you to fix the guitar and then I would like to leave. Okay, thank you. Mind you, what made me go with him was when he called me, his wife was there with him. And we all had like a laugh about something. It was, you know, it just seemed like it flowed. Then when I met him in person, I was like, okay, this guy's a little awkward, a little socially awkward, no biggie. Just want to drop the guitar. Call me when it's done. So anyways, I'm preparing for the podcast this morning. I'm sitting on the couch and he calls me and I'm assuming he's calling me to tell me that the guitar's done. And he's like, hey, Megan. I was like, hey. And he was like, yeah. So um, I've been really stressed. He basically says that the guitar is from what he's saying, worse off than it was when I dropped it off. He's like, I had some complications. I wasn't able to get it fixed the way that I wanted to for you. He's like, this is very awkward for me. This has never happened. I'm sure it's also awkward for you. And I'm like, yeah, thanks for pointing it out. And he's like, I'm just going to have you come pick up the guitar. Um, You know, I'm not going to charge you. He was like, it's just not, it's not something that I'm able to do after all. And in my head, I'm thinking, then why the fuck didn't you tell me that, you know? 
But this situation is now giving me anxiety because I know I have to go back to this guy's house who's pretty awkward. I have to have a conversation with him. I know he's going to go over and over the fact that he, you know, tried his hardest. I just know he's going to be repetitive. So I call Brett. I let him know that I'm going back to the house. I tell him that I wrote the address down in my notebook if I go missing. (laughs) And I just told him that the guy was acting super awkward and that I didn't know what to expect when I picked the guitar up because what he made it sound like was that it was going to be even worse than when I dropped it off. So I'm driving there literally full of anxiety, can't even turn the music up. I'm just like, I, I can't even explain it. Just have like a nervous stomach and my chest is just feeling some type of way. So anyways, I pull up to his house and I prefaced <laughs> my trip to his house by saying, I have to be at work by 1045. So I really need to be in and out. Hi, what job? What job? Please tell me where I have to be by 1045. Thanks. So I pull up and I'm like, hey, I'm outside. Um, And he comes and pops right next to me on my driver's side, you know, of the car. And he was like, do you want to come back to the workshop and take a look? And in my head, I'm thinking like, no, because I I have anxiety. So now I'm thinking the worst. I'm like, I'm going to die here. This is where I'm going to (laughs) die. I I watched too much Dateline, apparently. So I get out of the car. I follow him back to his garage where he works on the guitar, which is where I also dropped it off. So I already knew that this was like a normal thing. He opens the door and is like, after you. And I'm like, oh, my God, is he going to hit me over the head with something right now? Like, Megan, chill. He's not... just thinking the worst things possible. So anyways, he shows me the guitar. It is not better, but it's also not worse. It's just like basically exactly the same. It looks damaged in a new way now. Like he tried to fix it, but he wasn't able to. And so I don't know. It's just kind of a shit show. It just basically looks like there's like a black bandaid on this guitar. The painting wasn't blended. Like unless you're looking for it, I guess you can't see it. But that's how it was before, too. Like unless you were looking for the crack, you really couldn't see it. So I'm standing in front of him and he's just telling me, you know, I've been stressed about this for the past week just because I kept trying to fix it. and It wasn't working. And I was like, look, if it if you weren't able to fix it, like you just should have called me and I could have came and picked it up. Like there's no use stressing yourself out over this. Like, you know, you just you just should have let me know. And he's like, I feel really guilty. And I was like, it's it's fine. I just want to take it home, figure out who's going to fix it at this point. He's like, I want to, I wanted to restring it for you at least as like a consolation. He's like, but I didn't have time. So I'm just going to give you strings and you can restring it. And I'm like, okay, got in the car, drove away, got the guitar home, showed it to Brett. And Brett's like, oh man, I feel bad. You should have given him like 50 bucks or something. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm normally too nice. Like I'm normally, it's like damned if I do, damned if I don't. If I would have given him 50 bucks when I was there, I would have came home and told Brett and Brett would have been like, why? He, he didn't even fix it. But of course I get home and I'm telling him what happened and he's like oh I feel bad he even said though that he bought supplies to try to fix it and even though he did spend a lot of time and money on like uh, on you know supplies that he bought to try to fix it he said that he had leftovers and he would be able to use it to fix other guitars or on other projects or whatever so it's not like he bought materials to use to fix the guitar and they were all used and it didn't get fixed like it's not like uh, I don't know. It's it's really screwed up my vibe for the day because it. I, I don't know if I'm even like explaining how awkward it was, but it was extremely awkward because I did have cash for him. I was intending on paying him um, and then all this happened and I'm like, well, he said I don't have to pay him. The guitar's not fixed. Like I do realize that he spent a lot of time, but like it's not fixed. So not fixed. You don't pay. Right. Am I right? Should I feel guilty about this? Brett was like, maybe we should text him and be like, hey, like, what's your Venmo? I'll send you 50 bucks. But I just feel like he didn't fix it. So why would I pay him? 
And the thing is, he kind of knew from the beginning when I was telling him that like there was going to be paint that needed to be blended. He was like, yeah, I can't really do that. But then he saw the guitar and said that he could fix it. So like, where's the disconnect, dude? I'm not going to like go Slayton. That's why I'm not saying his name or the business name. Like he was a nice guy. But I mean, the guitar is no better than it was when I gave it to him. So that's what I've been dealing with all morning. It's been real fun. I went from like being in a really good mood to having anxiety to thinking I was going to get murdered to feeling guilty. And now here I am doing this podcast. (laughs) I am super excited, though, because like I said, it's episode 20. Um, Not only is episode 20, but The Bachelorette is premiering tonight. I feel like I've been waiting a lifetime for this. Um, I kind of talked through what I was planning on doing because obviously I record this on a Tuesday daytime. Bachelorette is on a Tuesday nighttime. If I waited an entire week to talk about this week's Bachelor, a new episode would already be out. Like, because, you know, my episode doesn't come out till Wednesday. So I was with my friend Marley this weekend and I was kind of discussing it with her. And she was like, why don't you just record your podcast watch The Bachelor and then either add a little like segment to the end like tonight or tomorrow morning before the podcast comes out. Well, I have a lot of people that listen to this podcast on the East Coast. So this podcast normally comes out at like 3 a.m. on a Wednesday. I'm obviously not going to wake up before that and add something onto the podcast. So my plan is I'm going to record this podcast. And then tonight after I watch The Bachelorette, I'm going to come back up into the studio and I'm going to attach on like an end bit where we do batch talk. Also, since it's the 20th episode, Brett is also going to be on the podcast tonight. I'm going to do this since he's working right now. It doesn't make sense for me to bring him up here right now. So Brett and I, we're going to have dinner. We're going to drink some wine that we bought on Friday night. We are going to watch The Bachelorette. Then we're going to come up here and I'm going to do a special segment with Brett. And then I'm also going to talk about The Bachelor. So if it doesn't flow very well at the end, I'll work on it. Um, But this is kind of trial and error. I was thinking about just doing an Instagram live tomorrow and talking about The Bachelorette. But Instagram lives are not really my vibe. I feel like I would be really awkward and uncomfortable. And also, I'm always struggling with where do I do stuff like this? My personal page, I obviously have more followers. So if I did an Instagram live, I feel like more people would see it there. But the whole point of this podcast is to post about the podcast on the actual podcast page. And I feel like sometimes when I'm doing a giveaway or when I'm talking about something important, it should go on the podcast page. But I'm like, oh, more people are going to see it on my personal page. I'm going to get more interaction on my personal page, which is why it's so important for everyone that listens to this podcast to follow my podcast podcast page on Instagram, which is what the Chuck podcast. We are going to do something fun this episode, though. It's something that I did for Claire's season. We are going to go through all the girls that Matt James is going to be dating on the upcoming season of The Bachelor. We're going to go through them. We're going to talk about them. I'm going to tell you which ones I think are going to make it to the end. I'm going to put all their pictures up on my website, MeganRage.com, so that you can go through and look at them while I'm talking about them. We'll get to that in just a little bit. But first, I want to update you on dear old Peloton. First of all, let me just say that I got a DM last week after my episode where I slated Peloton and the message said, after listening to this week's episode, you talked me into getting a Peloton. What? How? How did I talk you into getting one? Because I literally think they're the most terrible people on the face of the planet. Well, they're customer services. Obviously, I have no experience with the Peloton so far, but I think that it's really funny that my... (laughs) 
long-winded rant and um, reading back the emails from customer service inspired someone to get a Peloton. Like it should have done the complete opposite. But if you're into getting tortured and dealing with the worst customer service ever, by all means. So there is an update on the Peloton front. The guy that I was talking to, Edgar, last week, he did put me in touch with a manager who only wrote me once and then never wrote me back. And she also just gave me a copy and paste response, trying to be super nice, but it did not address like the issue at hand, which was that my friends ordered Pelotons and got dates before me and ordered after me. It just doesn't make sense. Like they're not getting it. So I was laying in bed one night last week and I was thinking, oh my God, remember when I first started talking about this? I told you guys that I called customer service and there wasn't an option to talk to support. It was either like my bike broke down or I want to buy a bike. Those are the options. Like it was, I guess, so I guess my bike breaking down would be service, but it, I was trying to talk to someone about delivery. I didn't feel like either of those categories matched what I needed. So I just pressed one to talk to sales. So when I get to the sales department, I talk to someone that was in America, 1000% like San Francisco, Silicon Valley, like bitch, I hear it. She automatically transferred me to support when she realized that I wasn't buying anything and she wasn't going to make a sale. So I was, and then every time that I've been transferred to support, it has not been in the United States. It's definitely outsourced. Their customer service is 1000% outsourced. I'm just going to go out and say it. When I worked at um, the bank, everyone that I worked with was Filipino. So I like know what that like accent sounds like. And the people that I've been talking to, they're definitely from the Philippines. So as I was laying in bed thinking about all this, I was like, okay, if I call the sales department again and kind of do some fishing for some information, they're obviously going to give me accurate information because they probably actually work for Peloton where these other people in support, they're just there to kind of field phone calls and give generic responses and answers back to the people that are calling in, which is why I keep getting the same textbook response. So I go to bed and I'm like, please remember to do this in the morning. I should have wrote it down, but I was like, no, it's what I'm thinking about right before bed. I'll remember. Wake up the next day, totally forgot about my plan to call and talk to sales. But then my sister-in-law's brother texted me and he was like, I just listened to your episode. You know, the people that you're talking to don't even work for Peloton. Basically, he said what I was already thinking. And I was like, dude, last night I was laying in bed and I had this exact same thought. So here's where my plan of attack happened. I started calling Peloton asking to talk to sales and basically fishing. I was saying like, hi, you know, I'm thinking about buying a Peloton, but my sister recently bought one and she's been having nothing but problems with you guys. I basically made up a scenario where my sister was me and I was possibly going to be buying a bike. So I, I asked the first time that I called, I talked to a guy that was really nice and he was willing to give me a lot of information, but you could tell after a little bit, he got annoyed at me and I didn't want to take up anyone's time that could potentially be making a sale with someone else. So I didn't want to tie up anyone for too long. So I talked to the first guy and I was just like, you know, what is the window right now for delivery? And he said it could be anywhere from five to 12 weeks. In my head, I'm like, hmm, funny, because I got 14 weeks as a delivery date. But obviously I couldn't tell him that because I am a potential buyer. I wrote down a whole list of questions that I asked him and I wrote down his answers, but I threw that away because my issue's been resolved. But basically, like this was very strategically planned. So I got off the phone with this guy and the next person that I called was, again, the sales department. This time I got a girl. 
And I basically went with the same storyline that my sister had bought a Peloton and every time she called, she was going to the customer service and I asked if they were outsourced and she kind of gave me a roundabout answer. Anyways, I finally called and said, how do I talk to someone from service that can help me that is not outsourced, like someone that actually can do something for me that's not just going to read off of a script. And so the third person that I talked to from sales transferred me to someone else that basically gave me a sooner date. I explained that I had been like talking to customer service, that it was so frustrating because they either didn't respond or they responded with a copy and paste answer. And this person that I talked to, she totally understood. And she sent me a link for a new date. (sighs) You guys have no idea how happy I am. So I'm now getting it like the second, either the second or the fourth of November. Hard work pays off. Never give up. Chase your dreams. (laughs) But seriously, I was so happy. And then my friend Amanda ended up ordering one and she got December 10th, which is late. I mean, considering that she ordered it in October, but it ain't no January 4th because that's what mine was initially. Like that's so far out. People were just, the people that I were talking to were just, were just not wrapping their mind around how far November 4th actually was. And after I talked to salespeople and asked them numerous times what the delivery window was, no one ever said 14 weeks. So yeah, they fucked up, but they fixed it. I'm not going to go after them anymore. I'm totally happy with a November 2nd date. I hope that they actually deliver it on November 2nd, though. I don't even want to put this bad energy out there. But like I said last week, I was doing a lot of research. I was on their Twitter mentions a lot. And a lot of people said that like their delivery date just gets missed. Like they'll be waiting at home and it will never come. I'm like, great, please cross your fingers that that doesn't happen for me. Because if it does, I will come for them. No, but now I know what to do. I think that I can get in touch with someone again that would be able to help me. But yeah, I mean, getting the runaround from their service department is just not the business. So if anyone's having issues like mine, it's funny because my sister-in-law's brother sent me a laundry list of companies that are outsourced, which I mean, most of the time you can tell if you call after a certain time, you normally go to another place. If you call certain companies like AT&T U-verse, I mean, good luck. Now I need to go buy shoes. I've gotten a couple of recommendations from a couple of my friends that have a Peloton. I didn't buy their overpriced shoes. Number one, they're like $129 and Brett and I both have to get a pair. So I can just get regular bike shoes, right? Like I don't have to get the, I know I don't have to get the Peloton special shoes, but can I, do I just get bike shoes? Like I don't really know how it works. I had a dream that I got the bike and it was huge. Like I couldn't even get on it. I just remembered that, that me talking about this jogged my memory. Um, So, so far I've gotten a little fan to wrap around the handlebars. My friend Michelle recommended that. She also recommended a um, seat cover that I got from Amazon and I got that. It got delivered over the weekend. I actually wish I would have waited though because today's Prime Day. I've never participated in Prime Day because I'm not much of, I mean, I've always had Prime, but I've never been much of a Prime shopper. I feel like this year is the year that I really figured out Prime and I really utilize it a lot. So I just got on Prime right now, realizing that it's Prime Day and kind of snooped around. But that's just a bad idea for me. I'm trying to save money right now. I don't need to be spending. But I did get online because we got a TV bracket for our spare room. I got a small dog dog harness for when we get the dog because we needed a small one. I'm sure we'll have to upgrade to a bigger one. But and then I also got smart Alexa outlets because I've been wanting to get um outlets that are I can use with Alexa. Anyways, I got all three of those things for 30 freaking bucks. So I'm pumped. 
I didn't spend too much more time on Prime for Prime Day just because I know I could end up getting myself in trouble. I wanted to look at my wish list. Ooh, but I didn't. Like I said, I really should be saving right now because I just still don't have a job. Thank you very much. I don't know what the hell is going to happen with that. My unemployment is about to run out and I'm scrambling and panicking. Panicking is more the word, not so much scrambling. Well, I guess I am scrambling because I feel like all these jobs that I look at online, like you need a college degree or I've talked to friends that have been applying for this whole pandemic and they haven't gotten jobs. I mean, people that are college educated, college degrees, so smart, like have so much going for them, probably an excellent resume, haven't been able to find a job. So what the hell? What am I going to do? Please, someone tell me. I wish that I could find a job that I could like do customer service from home, although I don't necessarily think that I'd be the best at customer service. I'd give it my best shot. I I think maybe I could thrive in an at-home customer service situation, but I don't know. Someone hire me. Thanks. And just to clarify, everyone's like, I thought you have have a job in Oregon. I do have a job working for a radio station in Oregon. I do. I am able to track from home, but that is not full-time income. It is very much so part-time income. Brett and I finished the Love Island. Oh God, I'm going to sneeze. Allergy season, man. It's, I feel like it just started this week, but like, even if I take an allergy pill, I'm sneezing like crazy, which is obviously not a good look when I'm out and about. Whew, it passed. Yeah, it passed. So Brett and I were watching Love Island USA. It finished. I was so sad that it was over. I did love it. I'm shocked. I never knew that I was, I've always heard Brett talk about Love Island UK and I thought I was never going to be interested, but it's so good. I will say that it does start to slow down at the end. If you don't know the premise of Love Island, it's kind of hard to explain, but basically it starts out with like four or five guys and four or five girls and everyone couples up at the beginning. You have to choose a couple and then they bring in new hot guys and girls and try to get the people that are in couples to stray from their couples. Now, some people don't want to stray and some people don't like the couple that they're in and do want to stray. So it's a lot of drama. Um, They mix things up a bunch. There's a lot of like challenges and competitions and stuff. It's just, it's really entertaining. But towards the end, they stop bringing in new people and you're just kind of focused on the people that are couples. And that's when it gets a little bit boring. Also, we just started watching the UK Love Island because everyone said that it's so freaking good. Since we finished USA, we figured might as well. First things first, everything is like the same. Like they do the same challenges. It's just pretty much the same. But also, all it says on, I'll, I'll say this a million times. I'll say this every day till I'm blue in the face. Hulu, your platform is trash. It is not user friendly. So all of the Love Islands are apparently on Hulu. I asked multiple friends on Hulu. My friend Amanda logged into her Hulu for me and only season six of Love Island UK is on there. But then you log in on your phone and you see all six seasons. How do I get to all the seasons if I'm watching on my TV? Hulu, please make a friendly, a user friendlier platform because it sucks so bad. Like I can't figure it out. So I texted my friend Carly. I was like, didn't you say that you watched all six Love Island UKs on Hulu? And she said, yeah. And I'm like, weird because it won't pull up on my TV. So if anyone has any recommendations on how to navigate Hulu, please let me know. I need to know how all these girls go on Love Island and keep their lash extensions the whole entire time. On the USA and the UK, some of the girls have lash extensions and they are full and voluptuous and they're on there for like over a month. I'm like, how, Sway? How are those still on your face? And I'm not saying that like I wouldn't still have some after five weeks or six weeks, but they wouldn't be looking hella full like they are on these girls. Like maybe I need to go back to episode. I feel like they look the same. 
I wonder if they bring people in to like touch them up because I also notice that they switch up their nail colors and stuff and it looks like some of them have fake nails. So I wonder if they bring people in to like do their lashes, to do their nails. I need to know. I need to get some insight on that. I did DM Selly, who's from Sacramento, who was on the USA Love Island. I was drunk. The message was not very good. I basically asked her if she wanted to be on my podcast. She didn't read it. Um, She probably never will, but how cool would that be? I've been following her on social media. She was at Lowbrow this weekend. She was at Republic. And me and Brett were like, oh, I want to meet her so bad. And if I can meet her, then I can ask her if she would do my podcast. She is so amazing. She seems like the funniest person ever. And I'm just dying to run into her out so I can be like, hi, I love you. Not in a creepy way. Please be on my podcast. I wish that I knew someone that knew her, but she's a lot younger than me. So I don't think I do. So on the UK version, season six that we're watching right now, I will say that it is, I don't know if it's better than the US version. It's pretty on par. Everyone was saying the UK version so much better but Brett did say that the first second third season like they're allowed to get drunk there's a lot of hooking up well TV has changed over the years and there's like you know you got to sign shit you're not allowed to get all fucked up all because of Bachelor in Paradise when all that happened with um what was that girl's name uh 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 what was her name the blonde girl that was like a mess Corinne. Her name was Corinne. She got too drunk on Bachelor in Paradise and then accused someone. I can't remember who of something. And then she ended up like taking it back and was photographed with him weeks later. So I think it's ever since then network TV has really put the smackdown on how many drinks they're allowed during filming. I know Bachelor in Paradise changed. I know Bachelor changed. Um, the people from Love Island USA were doing a Q&A after the season aired and someone asked how many drinks they were allowed per day. And they said two. So because there's a two drink allowance basically on each episode, I guess it's really changed the way that the show is filmed. Apparently on the first few episodes of the U or the first few seasons of the UK version, there's a lot of hooking up. There's a lot of drunkness on what we're watching right now. Season six, there's not really a lot of that. There's a lot of drama, but it's not a lot of people hooking up. No one's drunk. Um, If they got drunk after two drinks, they would be really lucky because that's all that they're allowed. There is this girl, though, on the UK season that we're watching, season six. Her name's Shawnice. It's spelled S-I-A-N-E-S-S-E, I think, which is really confusing. And every time someone calls her Shanice, she's like, it's Shawnice. She's a little high maintenance. She has hair that's very similar to mine, only it's a lot longer. So when she air dries it, it's just kind of curly. And the other day, Brett was like, oh, her hair is terrible. Isn't it disgusting? And I was like, well, that's what my hair would look like if it was longer. Like, I can't wait for it to be longer so I can just air dry it and it could look like that. He's like, oh, no, it's disgusting. I hate it. I never want your hair to look like that. I'm like, oh, okay. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Bow to confidence. I talked about this a couple episodes ago in Love Island, USA. There's this girl named Mackenzie. She does the crimpy S curly thing to her hair and it looks so cute. So I got one on Amazon. It's been sitting in a box in my closet. I don't know, for over a month. So Friday night we had plans at Sugar Mill. Um, I, Mama Jen invited me out to rendezvous like friends and family event. So Brett and I had planned on it for a little over a week. We were going to go out to Sugar Mill, do the tasting, maybe go do something afterwards. I really wanted to check out that Darling Aviary, Avi, is that what it's called? The new place. It's the same, um, owners as, uh. Flamingo House. And it looks like it's a rooftop bar. I can't really place where it is exactly, but you can see Golden One Center from the bar. It looks super nice. Ugh. I'll put a picture or a video of it up on my What the Chuck podcast Instagram tomorrow so you guys can see what I'm talking about. So we were going to go to Sugar Mill, go to Rendezvous Winery, and then 
go out to Darling Aviary. I think that's what it's called. And um, I tried to make a reservation on Open Table, but it said that it was $10 for a reservation per person and that doesn't go towards your bill. So I just DM them on Instagram. I was like, hey, what's the deal? Are you guys open? Do you accept walk-ups? They basically said that they do not accept walk-ups and they were booked all weekend. So I was like, dang it. So Brett and I just said, okay, well, we'll still go to Rendezvous, obviously, and then we'll just go do something afterwards. So I was excited because Brett and I don't do a lot by ourselves. We're always doing something with friends. Every time we have a plan, we're like, oh, let's see if such and such wants to do something with us or such and such. Like we just don't really do things by ourselves. We walk down to my brother and sister-in-law's a lot. We have my friends over a lot. Like I, I just feel like we don't do a lot of stuff alone and I want to spend more quality time just him and I. So I'm like, okay, we're about to go to rendezvous. We're going to go do something after. I'm going to spend like a lot of time getting ready just because I don't really get ready that much anymore. I just got fresh lashes in. Um, I was going to put my hair extensions in. I haven't worn those in a long time just because my hair's gotten long and I haven't needed to. But I was like, okay, I'm going to put my hair extensions in and I'm going to use the S curler. I'm going to make it all crimpy and it's going to be like very voluptuous. It's going to have a lot of volume. It's going to be poofy. So I spent time. I clipped all my extensions in. I did the S curl. I was trying to figure out which way I needed to flip my hair because I felt like it didn't look very good parted down the middle. I needed to figure out what to do with the front because the front didn't look great, but I thought the rest of it looked really good and I wasn't wearing any makeup yet. So I was like, oh, once I put makeup on and once I get dressed, I'm about to look flat. Uh, 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 uh. So I came out of the bathroom. I came out of our room and I think Brett was just getting home from like a job site and he was like, oh, I hope you're not wearing your hair like that. It looks terrible. And I started crying immediately because I was trying to look nice for him. And I come out of the bathroom and he told me I looked terrible. And I was literally so upset. And so I went from looking forward to the night to feeling super ugly, (laughs) feeling just like really sad, feeling just down, feeling angry with him for saying that. But I also, I should have known better. Brett does not like curly hair, which is crazy because he didn't tell me that until we were like years into our relationship. Because I always put extensions in and curled my hair. He likes stick straight, bone straight hair. So of course he didn't like this crimped look. And he was like, what did, did you even do it? He basically thought that it was my hair and I hadn't like done anything to it yet, that it was just air dried. And I was like, no, I, I had to blow it out, flat iron it, put all my extensions in and then crimp it. So I'd been working on it for like an hour and 15 minutes. Like it had taken me a while. So I go into the bathroom. Thank God I didn't have makeup on yet. I'm crying. I'm unclipping all my extensions and I get all my extensions out and I look at the, look at my hair and I'm like, I'm never going to be able to get it straight. Like I tried to blow dry it. It was not blow drying straight. It just looked like frizzy now and crimpy. So here I am trying to grow my hair, not put heat on it. I'm trying to be better about like not washing it. I probably wash it once a week so that it it will continue to grow. Because like I said, it's it's never it hasn't been this long since I was like in elementary school for real. So here I am trying not to use heat on it. I've already blown it out. I flat ironed it. I've curled it. And now I am blow drying it and now straightening it, using a flat iron on it again to try to get it straight. And it's not straightening perfectly. Like there's tons of like bumpy parts in the back of my head and towards like my root. But I'm like, this is as good as it's going to get. So I come out and my hair's straight and he's like, that's much better. And I'm like, you're a dick. And so he was like, no, I why are you so sensitive? Which made me feel even worse because it made me feel like, am I being too sensitive? Like, no, no one wants to like, when you, it's one thing for your husband to be honest with you and tell you that like, 
like an outfit doesn't look good when you ask or your hair doesn't look good when you ask. But first of all, I didn't fucking ask. And second of all, I was trying to get dressed up for him. And so for him to tell me that I looked terrible made me feel really bad. And so I was like, am I justified in my feelings right now or am I being too sensitive? So I put a picture of the S curler up on my Instagram and I said, I basically said what just happened. And I said, am I overreacting or should he have not said that? Well, 4% of you said he shouldn't have said that. And then the rest of you, 96% said that it was super insensitive. Some people the next day were checking in on him. Um, My old engineer at my old job, Jason, his dad follows me on Instagram and he was like, is Brett still alive? today and I was like barely (laughs) I'm gonna try everyone was like I wish I could have seen a picture so I am gonna do my hair like that again I'm gonna do it on a day where I'm doing it for me and not Brett so I won't care that he doesn't like it but I will post a picture of what it looked like because I did think that it looked good and especially like before I was even done up that's saying something so my hair extensions are just sitting in the bag right now they're all s curled so all I would have to do is my own hair it wouldn't take me nearly as long as it did the first time around so when I do do it again I will post a picture so that everyone can see it everyone's like you should have snapped a picture I was too busy crying and I was just ripping the extensions out and like moving on with my life the rest of the night did end up going well um we went to rev or rendezvous wine in the sugar mill it they did this amazing tasting and pairing it was a friends and family event they basically gave us a snack box so everything was pre-packaged obviously they didn't touch anything with covid and you did a tasting and it told you on the paper like what to pair with it from your box it was so much fun they were playing country music which was such a vibe because it was like a cool night the sunset was so pretty like we had so much fun we ended up leaving and we were going to go downtown but the struggle is right now, it's like, where do you go? Like, what's going to be packed? What has food? It's just such a struggle. And so we were driving home and we were like, I don't, I don't want to, I wanted to go home, drop the car and then get an Uber if we were going to have some drinks. But that just seemed like a hassle. It was already past eight o'clock. So what we ended up doing was ordering one speed, getting some wine And Brett got some Hendrix from Trader Joe's and we just went home, watched Love Island, ate one speed on the couch and drank some wine and and gin. Brett, a little too much gin. He was feeling it the next day. (laughs) The guy at the checkout was like, oh, this gin's really good with this elderflower soda water. So Brett went and got that. And I think that maybe is what did it to him. Or maybe it was just the entire bottle of gin that he downed. But we ended up having a really good night. Also, I want to make a correction from last week because a few people reached out to me that had been to Canon before. Canon itself does not have a Michelin star. I guess it has an award from Michelin. I don't really know how it all works, but they're not a Michelin star restaurant. They did earn an award from Michelin. The only Michelin star restaurant in Sacramento is the kitchen. So I stand corrected. It wasn't a Michelin star restaurant. They did still have an award from them. It was still a really fancy, nice restaurant. Also, everyone that reached out to me said that I have to go again and make a new re- uh, a new memory there. They said their brunch is really good. Um, I did see someone post from over the weekend that they were there and the meal that they had looked delicious. I guess the menu is ever changing. So maybe we just caught it on a night where like we didn't really fancy anything on the menu. Ooh, look at me with my English words. Um, So I, I would be willing to give it another shot to make a new memory there so we can get rid of the old memory before. I wasn't really feeling that way last week when I recorded. I was like, I am never going back. That was such a bad night. I never want to remember it, but it makes more sense to go have a better night and create a new memory. So that's what we'll try to do eventually. Maybe we'll give it a shot for brunch, although I want to give it enough time so that maybe we get another server. I don't want the guy that helped us to recognize us because it was not good. I have a couple random things I want to talk about before we get into going through the girl 
roles on the upcoming season of The Bachelor, which they're already filming. So I think that they might pump this out pretty soon after Claire's season, although Claire's season is technically, I think, going to end after a couple episodes. That's my prediction. I think that we're going to get one or two episodes of Claire and then it's going to transition into Tasha. That is my prediction. I think Claire's season could end as early as next week. We'll see, though. A lot of stuff to look forward to this month. We have Bachelorette tonight. The Billboard Music Awards are on tomorrow. And then Mandalorian comes back this month. We have a two-hour premiere of This Is Us on October 27th, I believe. Season four of The Crown is coming out November 15th, 14th or 15th. We just have so much new content coming, and I'm so excited. I wonder if Million Little Things, is that the... Is that the is that the show? The other one, it's very This Is Us vibey. Um, that ended on a cliffhanger. I have not heard if they have started production again, but I'm really hoping that that comes back soon too. But either way, we have a lot of good stuff coming, starting with The Bachelorette tonight. I'm just like so excited. I am not really a weekday drinker anymore. I'm not really a big drinker in general anymore. I've just cut back so much because number one, it makes me feel like shit. Number two, I just feel like I don't have a job right now. I don't want to fall into like drinking a bottle of wine every night. And I feel like I've done really well in quarantine doing that. I feel like I talked to so many people that have ramped up the drinking during quarantine. I ramped it way down. I feel really good about that. I'm not a piece of shit in that aspect, but I'm so looking forward to opening a bottle of wine tonight, sitting down and watching The Bachelorette. We bought a really great bottle of wine from Rendezvous on Friday. It is a red. It is so freaking amazing. It was like a pretty expensive bottle of wine. We were going to take it to my parents' house, but my dad, even though he is feeling better. Oh, let me tell you about that. Okay, hold on. Getting ahead of myself. My dad is feeling better. But, um, and so we were going to bring the bottle of wine over to him, but I wasn't sure if he was like drinking yet. Cause he's on like a bunch of medications. So we ended up just bringing over a couple other bottles that we bought and we saved the red for ourselves, which I'm kind of excited about. Cause I can't wait to, to open it up tonight and watch the bachelorette and then come up here and record with special guest Brett. So yeah, my dad, we went over there over the weekend for dinner and he basically said that he went and saw a new doctor and they gave him 15 shots of Botox in his face. So I've never gotten Botox. He said it was the most painful thing ever, especially 15 shots of it. And he wasn't prepared for it. So they didn't give him any like numbing. I, I don't know how it normally works, but apparently that is supposed to help because all the nerves and everything are, you know, he got his, he had jaw replacement surgery. So we went over there on Saturday and he wasn't on his pain meds. He was taking a break from his chemo. He got the Botox. He was actually able to eat a little bit of dinner with us, which was so freaking nice. He was able to talk. He looked a little bit better. Um, so yeah, I was super excited that we got to go over there on Saturday and that he was like looking more like himself. He was tired because, you know, when you stop taking like pain medication and stuff, it can make you drowsy. Um, so he was feeling tired, but he just looked good and he was talking and he was eating. Not that he wasn't talking before, but he was in a lot of pain. So it was just nice to see him for the first time, I don't know, since last year. Literally, he broke his jaw in December of last year. So it's almost been an entire year. It was so nice just to go over there and enjoy spending time with him where he didn't look like he was suffering. We watched a little SNL. My stepmom made some enchiladas. It was a good night. So back to the random things that I want to talk about. I just went on a freaking tangent. I don't even know how I ended up there. But number one. How do we feel about Corey Gamble? I used to watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians religiously. I kind of stopped watching because we just already know what's going on in their lives because they're in the tabloids so much. But since the series is coming to an end next year, I've jumped back on board. So I think they're on season like night. I don't know what season they're on, but I've been watching the season that's on right now. And I feel like Corey Gamble gives me creepy vibes. Like, 
I just feel like he's closer in age to the younger girls. And I just feel like him trying to be a father figure for them is weird. Am I totally off here or does anyone else feel like this? Like there was a scene where I felt like it looked like one of the girls, like younger girls, like I think it was Kylie was walking past him and it looked like he was looking in the direction of where her butt would be. I just feel like it's weird. I meant to actually look this up. Where did he even come from? Like, what did he do before Kris Jenner got her hands on him? Let's see. Let's look that up. Corey, what do we think? Wikipedia, is that safe? Corey Gamble. Corey Gamble. Born, yeah, he's 39 years old. What Corey Gamble does. Okay, let's see. Gamble and Jenner went public with their relationship in 2014 after meeting at designer Ricardo Tisiki? Tisky? I don't know. 40th birthday party in Ibiza. Or as Brett would say, Ibiza. Isn't it so weird that English people call it Ibiza? Ibiza. Ibiza. I took a pill in Ibiza. Anyways, let's see. Gamble was accused of stalking his ex-girlfriend, Alana X's star, Cherie Bushkin. Gamble doesn't have anywhere near the kind of money Jenner has, but he does have his own hefty net worth of $2.5 So how did he make his millions? Well, turns out he was Justin Bieber's tour manager. What in the hell? Oh, yeah, there's a picture of them from back in the day, 2014. Gamble, who's originally from Atlanta, attended Morehouse College where he studied business marketing. He then moved to Los Angeles and worked with Scooter Braun as Bieber's road manager. He and the pop star are close. In fact, Gamble has called Biebs his nephew. Huh. Wow. Okay. So Corey Gamble was basically nothing before this and he has scored big time sinking his claws into Chris. Je- I thought Chris Jenner sunk his claws into him, but no, it's actually the other way around. Okay. Yeah. That's weird to me. Red flag. The other random thing that I want to talk about is the TikTok trend, the newest TikTok trend, which is girls leaving their houses and saying when it's like your turn to spend the night at his house. So they're leaving their nice, neat apartments or houses, and then they are doing a montage of the disgusting things that they find at their boyfriend's house, like sinks covered in toothpaste and nose hair clippings and just like a bedside table with old cups and like tissues and a not made bed. Man, I do not miss being in my early sing- my early 20s and single because that strikes a chord with me. Boys' houses are fucking disgusting. Like, get a maid. Get someone to take care of it. Anyways, I'm just loving that new TikTok trend because it's hilarious to see what these girls take pictures of and, like, how disgusting it is. Like, I do not miss sleeping or going over to a filthy, disgusting boys' apartment. One guy that I, like, dated for a little bit um, he ended he, he was disgusting. His place was disgusting. There's, I mean, I dated him for like a month. I went over to his apartment one time and I never went back again. It was literally the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. And I nicknamed him mouth cheese. Cause he always had like buildup in the corner of his mouth. Anyways, the nickname matched the apartment. Okay. I'm so excited to get into the bachelor contestants that are going to be competing for Matt James Hart. And he is one fine man. So these girls better bring it. There are 43 contestants. I'm going to put pictures or a slideshow of all of them up on my website. You can go to MeganRage.com to find 
these girls. It'll be the top blog on the website, the most recent. So you should be able to just click on it from the homepage. Let's freaking get to it. Number one is Victoria Larson. She's 27 and she's from New York. She is so cute. She is wearing like a felt hat. I've been really wanting to be about that hat life. Like I want a hat like this. I just don't know if I could pull it off. And I also don't know where to get one. Like, ooh, maybe I should look on Amazon Prime Day. <laughs> I also don't think I'm trendy enough to pull off this hat. Like, I don't know what I would wear it with. Over the weekend, I went out with my friend Marley and we took pictures. We've been, this is a thing now for us. Every couple months, we go out and we get dressed obviously in cute clothes and we go and we take pictures influencers in the wild sometimes it can be a little embarrassing like we went to old soul and people take their crafty fucking coffee places so seriously and we were taking pictures and I felt like people were talking about us so I was like abort abort let's go let's go um I just need content for my Instagram for my podcast page I just don't like I'm not out and about as much and I want to post things to talk about what I'm talking about on my podcast so I need these pictures anyways I tried to do the thing where I put like a jacket over my shoulders and it felt cute at the time and it looked cute in some pictures but there's other pictures where it's like falling off my shoulders you can see my bra straps I just look like the Walmart version of trying to be cute and it ain't cute Anyways, Victoria Larson, number one, she is so cute. She looks tall. I feel like he's going to like a tall girl, like a breeder, like someone that's going like, <laughs> to make babies with them that are athletes. 27 years old. Yeah. Oh, wow. This website that I'm looking at includes their Instagram handles. I will also include those on my website so that you can creep even harder if you want to. The next girl is Tally, what she goes by. Her name's Natalia. That's a weird name to spell, Natalia. She's 24. She's from Belmont, North Carolina. Mm. She's pretty. She has a very pretty smile. She looks like she's going to be timid. Just at first glance, I don't know how I feel about her. She is pretty. She has a very pretty smile, but she looks like she's going to be shy. The next girl is Sydney Johnson. She's 28 years old. She lives in Nashville, Tennessee. She is a marketing marketer. Yeah, I... She is cute. I'm very curious to know what she's mixed with. I feel like she looks like him, which is what's throwing me off like a female version. So I don't know if he's going to like that. Ooh, the next girl is taking a, a page out of the Megan Rage book with the leather jacket over her shoulders. OK, so that's a thing, right? Like I wasn't just making that up. Like people don't wear their jackets anymore. They just throw them over their shoulders. I need bigger jackets. I think that's the problem. All my leather jackets are like super tight and, you know, gained a little weight in quarantine. So my <laughs> they just look like a little too small. Anyways, Serena Pitt. She's 22. Ooh, she's young. She is from Canada. Mm, I don't like her. She looks very plain Jane and 22 is so young. Serena Chu. She's 24 years old. Ooh, local. Kind of. She's from San Bruno. She's a flight attendant. She is very cute. I like her a lot. I don't know. If she's ne necessarily like a show stopper, a show show. I have to sing at least once during every episode of my podcast, especially episode 20. Sarah Trotz. She is very pretty. She's 24 years old from San Diego. She is a TV anchor. She's a caregiver for her father who has ALS. Okay, yeah. She's going to be pulling at everyone's heartstrings. I already know that. She's super pretty. 24 years old, TV anchor, caregiver for her dad. Yeah. Hi. I think she's going to make it far. Sine St. Clair? Is that her? S-A-N-E-H? Hmm. 28 years old from St. Augustine, Florida. I just automatically think that anyone from Florida is trouble and this girl looks like trouble so yeah she's pretty but uh, I don't know I think she might be a villain she looks she has a very villainy face 
Next up, we have Ryan. I love the name Ryan on a girl. Ryan Clater. She's 25 years old from Mechanicsville, Virginia. What the fuck? She splits her time between Virginia and New York per her Instagram bio. She's a dance artist. What does that mean? She, um, mm, very pretty smile. Looks like, I don't know. I don't, she is very pretty, but I don't, I don't think she's going to be like the final few. Next up is Rachel Kirkconnell. This looks like a senior portrait. She looks so young. She is 24 years old from Cumming, Georgia. Mm, she kind of looks like a porn star, but like a very unsuspecting one. Like, you know, like a babe, like she'd be in babysitter porn or something. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. She has pretty eyes. She's pretty. I just don't, I don't know. Piper. I love the name Piper. Piper James. She is, um, mo- she's a model. <laughs> she's 5'8". She wears a 9.5 shoe. I don't know why we need to know that. She's 24, four years old from Happy Valley, Oregon. Yeah, I like her. She's super pretty. I love her hair. It's so curly. Brett would not like it. I think that she could go far, definitely. Next up, we have Nicole Rovner. She's 31 years old. She does not look it. She's from Wil- Wilmette, Illinois. I don't know what she does. I guess her Instagram f- is private, and this website does not have much information about her. I think she's pretty. She looks very serious. She kind of looks like a prude. Ooh, Nicole Remy. Oh, yeah, I like her a lot. She is 25 years old from Lakewood, Washington. She's a former Seattle Seahawks cheerleader and former president of her sorority, Kappa. Kappa, is that in the name of a sorority? Doesn't something go with it? Anyways, she is stunning. Love her. Feel like she's definitely going to make it far. MJ, I love the name MJ on a girl. MJ Snyder, she is 23 years old. Don't like that. She's from Hudson, Ohio. She is also very pretty. I don't care what Brett says. I love naturally curly hair or I love curly hair. Like I love big, poofy, curly hair, which is what I'm going to have eventually if my hair continues to grow. So Brett's just going to have to deal with it. But she has big, blonde, poofy hair and I, I love it. I don't know if she'll necessarily go far. She has major boho vibes. Next up. Michelle Young. She's 27. She's Wood. She's from Woodbury, Minnesota. Yeah, another girl that's a mystery. There's not much information on her. She has, I feel like she's going to be super bubbly and very outgoing. She just has that like look about her. Ooh, next up, Mary Lynn. Oh my God, that was my mom's name. Mary Lynn Sienna. I don't know many people with the name Mary Lynn. So recently, um, maybe not recently, it was like a year ago, I was at Target and the woman that was checking me out, she was just trying to be chatty with me. I was not in the mood. And then I looked at her name tag and her name tag was Mary Lynn. And I was like, oh my God, you have my mom's name. And she was like, is that your mom on your arm? Anyways, it was a moment. I got teary eyed. And now whenever I see her at Target, I'm like, oh my God, it's Mary Lynn. So yes, love her. She's from Huntington Beach, California. She's 28 years old. Um, she is super pretty. Do you guys watch Double Shot at Love on MTV with Polly, Polly D and Vinny? She kind of looks like Susie. She's super pretty. I like her. Okay, Marie Dolce, 25 years old from Sandusky, Ohio. Um, this article says she looks like Maddie Pruitt from Peter Season. I don't think so. I think she looks like an, a less attractive version of Maddie. I don't like what she's wearing. Yeah, I don't really, meh, she's okay. Next up, um, Mariella, she goes by Mari Pepin, Pepin? 
She's 24. She's from Puerto Rico. She is stunning. She was finished top 10 during the Miss USA 2019. So yeah, I definitely think that this is one of the girls that's going to go till the very end. She is so pretty. Ooh, next up, Maggie Tariq. She is 32 years old. Loving that. Hometown is Ethiopia. Um, she now lives in Washington, D.C., and she's a pharmacist. She is gorgeous. I think she will also make it very far. Next up, we have Madison Nelson. She's 27. She lives in Granger, Indi er, Granger, Indiana. Yeah, I don't like her. I think there was. Oh, yeah, there's drama with this girl. So apparently this girl last summer was dating um, Matt James around the era when Tyler was dating Gigi. So this girl is a blast from the past for Matt. He has to know that she's going to be on the season, right? I feel like that's so weird. Anyways, um, they went to a couple fashion shows together. They were dating for at least a couple months, according to Reality Steve. So obviously this is like Matt James's type or this was his type before he got famous. I feel like there's just no chance that he's going to go for her. I mean, if it didn't work out then, then why is it going to work out now? Especially when he has, what was it, like 42 girls to date? So yeah. I don't think this girl's going to go far. Um, Lauren Maddox. She is super pretty. She's 29 from Miami, Florida. Florida does raise me some red flags, but she is also very pretty. Um, Kristen Hopkins. She lives in New York. She's 27. She's from Virginia Beach. Mm, don't know what to say about her. Don't know. Kit Keenan. Young and looking for love, 21 years old, lives in New York. Don't actually think that she is going to go too far just because of how young she is. Oh, get this. She hosts a mother-daughter podcast called Ageless Podcast. I guess her mom's a designer. Mm, yeah, I don't see that going very far. Kimberly Cornea, 28 years old, from Lake Taps, Washington, she is a talent acquisition partner at Alaska Airlines. Hmm. I also like her because she has big curly hair, but I don't know. Can't really tell what her vibe is. The thing is with girls, and I know this just from being one of those girls that takes really good pictures, is sometimes it's harder to judge a girl by a picture. I feel like it's so much easier to judge a guy by a picture. I know that I know that guys can look different in real life, too, but I don't know. It's just harder for me. Kim Lee, 28 years old from Cypress, California. She's an ICU nurse and travel blogger. Mm, not doing it for me. Kayla Epps, 28 years old from the Bronx, New York. She's a program manager at Blue Cross. She is hella pretty. Also has the S curl going on with her hair that I tried to do over the weekend and miserably failed at, apparently. So yes, like her vibe. I'm about her life. Kennedy Taylor, she's 23 years old from Washington, D.C. She is a cheerleader. And when she's not cheering, she's an instructor at Pier Bar. Okay, go, you go, girl. Katie Thurston, 29 years old. She's Bachelor's first TikTok creator. Hmm, so we have a TikToker. She's TikTok famous. I am going to go look at her TikTok, which is Vent with Katie. K-A-T-I-E. I don't know how I feel about her based on this picture. Mm. Oh, God, this girl. This might be the villain. Kaylee Anderson, 26 years old from San Diego. She worked at Nordstrom. <laughs> She's incredibly social and loves to interact with people. She looks like trouble. Next up, ooh, she's pretty. Jacina Cruz, I think that's how you say her name. She's 27 from San Antonio, Texas. Um, it looks like she works as a social media manager. We have to have a couple of those per her LinkedIn 
Yeah, she's super pretty. Mm, this girl is very pretty. I bet she's going to make it far. Eilina Pinedo, I think is how you say her name. 25 years old from South Salem, New York. She's a realtor at Triplement, and she works also as a model. Yeah, she is very pretty. I think she'll make it very, very far. Next up, we have Imani Curl, 25 years old from Albuquerque, New Mexico. She now lives in Washington, D.C., and she works as a realtor for Coldwell Banker. Oh, sorry, Realtor. I just, I don't know who, I, who I'm following. I follow a bunch of people that are in that industry, and someone recently posted going off on people that say Realtor. They said it's not Realtor, it's Realtor. It's not R-E-A-L-A-T-O-R, it's R-E-A-L-T-O-R. My bad. I'm always the one that says Realtor but I'll start saying realtor, which just doesn't sound natural or, orga- or or organic. All the people that were commenting were like, oh, this is my number one pet peeve when people say realtor. I'm like, oh, fuck off. Anyways, moving on. Kareen Jones, 22 years old. She looks older than 22 years old. I don't know. She's from Connecticut. Yeah, she's pretty. She has a very striking look. Next up, we have Chelsea Vaughn. She is 29 years old from Marietta, Georgia. She is a model. God, there's a lot of models. Um, Yeah, she has a very pretty face, like very pretty face. Next up, we have Catalina Morales. She's 29 years old, also from Puerto Rico. She also competed in Miss Universe. God, Matt James is lucking out with the contestant pool because there are so many models. She's okay. She's all right. Next is Cassandra Suarez. She's 25 years old. Shut up. She's from Lodi, but she currently lives in Newport Beach. Okay, this girl, naturally pretty, very stunning, beautiful smile, dimples, love her hair, love her vibe, love that she's from Lodi. Oh my God. Yes. I hope that she makes it far. Gotta love a hometown girl, you know? Um, Carolyn Vallejo, she is 30 years old from Newburyport, Massachusetts. She is a, hmm... She's failing as a plant mom, but flares better as a dog mom. Okay, boring. Doesn't say what she does. Yeah, she's pretty. She's like, uh, she looks just like the girl from Lodi. Only the girl from Lodi is prettier, I think, in my opinion. Next, Brittany Galvin, 23 years old from Chicago, Illinois. She is a DJ, creator, and athlete with a ghost with a ghost lifestyle. I don't know what the fuck that means. She gives me Selena Gomez vibes. She is very pretty. Next up, we have Bree Springs. She lives in San Francisco. She's 24 years old. Uh, Don't know what she does. She looks very young. She looks about 19 years old. Next up, we have Anna Redman. She's 24 from Ottawa, something like that, Minnesota. She looks like Alabama Hannah, like 1,000%. She looks very similar to her. So if that's his vibe, oh, God, this next girl, Amberlynn Andrews, 30 from Rialto, California. Never heard of that. She don't know what she does. Takes a lot of bikini pics, according to her um, Instagram, or I guess apparently on her Instagram. So what this article is, they go and they creep on their social media to try to get details about them. And so this, they reference that she posts a lot of bikini pics. She's very pretty, but seems really fake, like fillers, lip injections for sure. Mm, Yeah, I don't know about that. I guess it just depends on what his vibe is. Alicia Holloway, she's 24, Morgantown, West Virginia. It's pronounced Alicia. My bad. Did I say Alicia? She's a professional ballerina and model. She's also very pretty. She looks like Tasha. Alana Milne? Don't know how to say that. 26 years old from San Antonio, Texas. Um, yeah, private Instagram. She's pretty. 
Very pretty. None of these girls, like there's been, okay, here's the thing with this batch. All of these girls for the most part have been really pretty, but none of them I can really pick up as like, oh my God, this is going to be the stunner of the season. Like, you know, there's always that one person that's just like, damn, holy shit. They're going to make it far for sure. Based off purely book looks alone. I feel like there's just too many to pick from the season because they're all super gorgeous. Abigail Herringer from Salem, Salem, Oregon. She's 25 years old. She is super pretty, like super pretty. Oh, she's the last one. Wow, that seemed like a lot of girls, and I really didn't have much to say about them. Like, all of them were cute. Some of them look like villains. Some of them were drop dead. I don't really know. I feel like it's more fun to judge the guys than the girls. You would think it would be the other way around, though. Anyways, I can't wait to see what all of them bring to the table for the upcoming season of The Bachelor, which, like I said, I'm hoping comes right after Claire's season because I know they're already filming. I'm sure they're going to put it together quickly. I'm really trying to avoid um, reality Steve's Twitter because I don't want to know any spoilers. I'm like the queen of spoilers. I always stumble upon them this season for both Claire, Tasha's season, and also for Matt James's season. I'm really going to try to steer clear. You can see all the girls that I just talked about on my website. Again, that's MeganRage.com. Real quick, I want to get to the playlist. So I know that I said I was going to delete each playlist and then um, like start a new one. So it would be like what the Chuck episode 19, episode 20, 21, so on and so forth. But I really liked episode 19's playlist. And so I'm not ready to delete it. So for this week, just look for WTC episode 20. I don't really know what the vibe is going to be yet. I've really been feeling like there's a lot of slow songs that have been played on Love Island and I've been shazamming them and saving them. So I feel like some of the songs are going to be from Love Island, but they're very chill. And I feel like episode 20 should be a celebration. <laughs> so it might be a little mixed bag of chill and upbeat, chill and upbeat, chill and upbeat. What the Chuck episode 20 WTC episode 20 on both Apple Music and Spotify. You can find me at Megan Rage. And now I want to get into my big giveaway for episode 20. You guys are going to be so excited. I'm so excited to team up with this person to do this giveaway. If you've been following me for a long time, you have heard me post well, you haven't heard me post. You've seen me post about Grubbox. You've definitely heard me talk about it on some of my videos. I'm sure I've mentioned it on a podcast prior to this one. But my friend Vinny started up Grubbox. Man, when did I first? I want to say it was at the end of 2017. But his mom had lupus and sadly she ended up passing away. And so he just had, you know, an inspiration. Something different was driving him. He wanted to go in a completely different direction and do something to honor her, something that he really cared about. And that is providing healthy meals um, for the Sacramento area. And it's not just like a meal prep service for people that are like going to the gym and counting macros. The whole point of him starting this business was to promote women's health. That was something that was just very important to him. So he started curating menus. You know, he hired a chef. He does all the shopping. He helps with the cooking. He creates the menus. He does the deliveries. I mean, he really, really, really just started from the ground up doing this by himself. Now he has a team of people that work with him and he has just turned Grubbox into something that's so amazing that I support that Brett and I have gotten countless times. So every meal is a meal with a conscience. That hit, That's his slogan. Every meal's under 500 calories. They all are locally sourced. They have fresh ingredients and they're striving to raise awareness for lupus, uh, chronic autoimmune disease that is primarily found in women. The reason that Vinny does this. 
So it's really just three simple steps. That's how it works to get fresh meals every week. No repeats. All meals are prepared every Saturday and they're ready for pickup on Sunday and Monday or they also offer delivery on Sundays. So like my sister-in-law, she gets hers delivered and they send you a text reminder reminding you to leave your cool bag out and they put the meals in there and then you wake up go to your front porch, grab the meals, put them in your fridge. But then they also have pickup in East Sacramento on both Sundays and Mondays. So the menu populates every Tuesday. He puts up a new menu on Instagram. You can follow him at G-R-U-B-B-O-X-X. So that's Grubbox with two B's and two X's. So each week he puts out a menu. You pick 10 meals, which is a minimum of $85. You can mix and match any of the meals that you want. So basically it's $8.50 per meal. You can do protein upgrades. Sometimes he has extra meat, extra veg. So he'll sell his surplus, which is amazing if you are wanting to make a little extra with what he has left over. They've partnered up with local farmers who specialize in seasonal, all natural and organic produce. They offer antibiotic free meats and they use wild caught fish and seafood whenever possible. And what I like most about Grubbox is it really does taste good. Like it, it, it is healthy meals, but it's also healthy meals that taste good. Basically, Vinny doesn't want you to have to pick between having, you know, this healthy meal or having a great taste. He's combining both things into one. And also the meals are fresh. Now, there are meals that you'll occasionally see repeated, but it's not every week. Like you'll see, oh, like my favorite is the salmon bowl. Yeah, it pops up every once in a while, but you really get a wide variety of meals with every menu that he puts out. Straight from their About Me page, it says, Grubbox is a simple and convenient choice for people who are tired of choosing between healthy meals and great taste. Grubbox donates a dollar with every meal purchased to the Lupus Foundation. So it really is meals with a conscience. I'm teaming up with them this week to do a giveaway. Basically, you're going to go to What the Chuck podcast, look at my most recent post, and the instructions will be right there. So I noticed with my most recent giveaway with Aesthetic and yeah guys didn't really read the directions some of y'all just kind of skim through it you really need to pay attention and read the directions because if I draw your name and you haven't followed the directions correctly then you're not gonna win so basically you know you're gonna follow the what the chuck page you're gonna make sure that you're following Grubbox. you're gonna tag your friends and then I'm gonna draw a winner before I record next week's podcast so the winner is gonna get hooked up with a gift card so that they can purchase meals from Grubbox and test them out and you're gonna fall in love like without a doubt hands down when 100%. I guarantee it. Everyone that we've told about Grubbox has gotten hooked. Like I said, the meals taste so good. It's so easy, so convenient. I mean, if you've been off work for a while because of the pandemic and you suddenly go back and it's hard to juggle everything, this is the perfect solution. Cut out making yourself lunch and dinner and use Grubbox. You know, it doesn't taste like meal prep service caliber. It's so beyond that. And that's exactly what sets Grubbox apart from any other services that are similar to it in Sacramento. You can go to their website, which is grubbox.com. Again, it's two B's and two X's. Also, you're going to want to follow them on social media if you want to be a part of this giveaway and also you just should because you never know when you're going to need this type of convenience in your life. Okay, don't know if I'm actually going to ever do this again as in recording the end of the podcast like late at night after I watch The Bachelorette because it's kind of inconvenient and also something hella crazy just happened that has us both kind of wired. So we were excited to record this last little bit and now I'm like, 
on edge. I'll tell you what happened in a second. Brett wants to go to bed, so I'm going to go ahead and get his little portion out of the way so that he can brush his teeth and get in bed, and then I can wrap this shit up. So basically, we've been watching Love Island UK. I talked about that um, earlier in the podcast, and there's a lot of things that they say that I've noticed, and I mostly know what a lot of it means, but some of it I'm a little unsure of. Like I I kind of get the gist of what it means. So um, it's our in-house translator, Brett, who's gonna, I'm gonna run through this list with him and he's gonna tell us what these words mean. Everyone that's been waiting for him to be on the podcast, you finally got your wish. Episode 20, Brett is gonna make his appearance. Go on then. Okay. Let's see. Number one, what is a snog? A snog. Yeah. Is when you... Closer to the mic. When you kiss somebody, tongues and damn throat and all that shit. It's called a snog. You realize how unattractive that word is? It's like not a cute word at all. It's what you say at school. Okay, school. Okay, what is a bird? A bird is a... A bird. A gal. A what? A gal. You... A girl. <laughs> a girl. So bird, they say they use the word bird and they're talking about girls, which is so... If you're talking about your girlfriend, you wouldn't say, oh, that's my girlfriend. You say, that's my bird. Oh, bird. Tweet, tweet. Okay. This one um, was super confusing when, like, I was initially hanging out with you because you would say it and I'd be like, um, I'm not. What, what, explain what the word fit means because you used to tell me that I was fit and I would be like, boy, I'm chubby. Fit is like good looking. Yeah. It's not like in shape. It's like you're fit. Good looking. Like you're attractive. Okay. Buzzing. Happy. Closer. Happy. <laughs> so buzzing means you're happy or excited? Yes. Okay. Um, what is with the term get on like a house on fire? They say all the time like, oh, we get on like a house on fire. To me, that doesn't seem like a good thing. Like you don't want a house to be on fire. No, you don't want a house to be on fire. But once it catches on fire, it doesn't stop. So if you get on with someone really well, you get in on like a house on fire. Oh. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, so my best friend Summer and I, we call each other Mug. We don't know why. We don't know where it stemmed from, but we've called each other Mug since we were like 11 years old. So a lot of times in Love Island, they say like, oh, I'm mugged off or do I have Mug written across my face? What in the world does Mugged, Mug, Mugged, Muggy, what does that mean? Like when when you're talking about someone, mugging them off, you're talking shit about them, you're looking at them in a bad way, you're... Just all types of things like that. Bad things. Okay. Okay, what's a, what's a cheeky chap? <laughs> a cheeky chap. A, a lot of the girls say that they're looking for a cheeky chap. Like someone who's funny, good laugh, not boring, always smiling, things like that. So a cheeky chap is just like good-natured. Um, I don't know what good-natured is. <laughs> Never heard of that word in my life. Okay, what does got the ick mean? Like, a lot of the girls will be like, oh, I don't like him anymore. I've got the ick. Yeah, I've had enough of him. That's it. Move on to the next one, please. Is it really, like, derogatory? Like, when you get the ick, is, it seems, like, really harsh. No. Okay. Next unless, it- unless Unless you, a girl's just jumped out of bed with him and said, oh, fuck that. I've just got the ick now. Right. Okay. What about graft? I'm going to put my graft in. I'm going to be grafting. You're going to... You're going to... Put some work in and, and I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. You 
you're going to put some work in, you're going to spend some time with them, you're going to be nice to them, tell them a lot of shit that, <laughs> that they need to hear, that type of thing. So grafting is like putting work in. Okay. Well, how did you feel about that? Very tired. Okay, good night. Bye-bye. Bye, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. I'll get drunk next time and we'll talk real shit. Brett tried to drink two bottles of wine tonight so that we could record this. It would have been much more fun. (laughs) Yeah, but it's a Tuesday and we don't need to be drinking two bottles of wine on a Tuesday. Bye. Okay, get out so I can record the rest. So, watching The Bachelorette, I'm going to get into that in just a second, but we were watching The Bachelorette. It was just about to be the last rose ceremony, and suddenly we heard the doorbell ring. And I was like, was that the doorbell? And so Brett said, yeah, there's someone at the door. And normally I would walk, look through the peephole, but for some reason I just opened it, and it was a guy, and he seemed drunk, and he said, do you have a phone charger I can use? And I freaked the fuck out. I slammed the door and locked it. I saved the video from the security camera and then Brett went upstairs and I also watched on the security camera. He ran down the street and then circled back and ran into the house across the street. And it's dawned on Brett and I that we both recognize him. There's like older people that live across the street. I think some of their kids live with with them and maybe some of their grandkids. I'm not really sure. But holy shit, it freaked me out. I don't know if he's drunk. I don't know if there's like something wrong with him, which is why even though I'm scared to death, we closed all the windows. We're going to run the AC tonight. I'm not like going to, I'm not going to like, I'm going to wait till tomorrow and talk to my neighbors and say like, hey, someone from your house knocked on my door last night. But then I'm thinking, I'm like, I haven't seen the neighbors today. Normally they're outside a lot. I haven't really seen them yesterday. So now I'm like freaking out. I don't think Brett and I or either of us are going to go right to sleep tonight. We're going to have to watch like space on Netflix or something. But my heart was literally pounding. It was the weirdest thing ever. The look in his eye just wasn't right. So when he said, do you have a phone charger I can borrow? I just like, without skipping a beat, just slammed the fucking door. Okay, so I'm going to get to Bachelorette talk really quick so that I can edit this and fucking go to bed because it's 1023. So first of all, in the opening like segment with Claire, does she live in that house? Because that house looks like it's from the Fab 40s. Can anyone confirm or deny where she lives? I know that sometimes Bachelor and Bachelorette, that whole franchise, they like photograph or, you know, take pictures and videos of houses. They stage houses that to make it look fancier than it really is. Does she really live there? Please inquiring minds want to know. Also, there's only 30 men and Matt James had 42. So why are there so many less men? Is it just because of COVID protocol? Saying that Matt James, I mean, also has to go through the same protocol to date all of his women. I did notice that a lot of the men or a few of the men that I not a lot, but a few of the men that I talked about in the episode where I go through each one weren't on the season. Like the guy that I thought was going to win nowhere to be seen his fine ass ain't up in that episode you can go back on meganrage.com it's like my fifth post in and you can go through and skim through the guys and you'll see that there's like four or five that were supposed to be on the show that were not seen tonight um dale (laughs) the guy that claire allegedly quits the show for and is in love with he looks good on paper looks good in pictures he is not cute when he talks he has like a real feminine voice i don't trust anything Oh, I just heard footsteps and it scared the shit out of me. Um, He doesn't look anything. It's not that he doesn't look like his pictures, but he just looks 
I don't know. He just looks uncoordinated, which is weird because he's a football player, or pro football player, ex pro football player. I just don't understand the chemistry there because to me, he just doesn't do it for me. I mean, obviously everyone has different preferences, but I just don't get it. I also am questioning now if they were actually talking before the show started, because what's that guy's name that she was talking to? Um, Blake said what, that he reached out to her prior to the show starting and she said that was like against the rules. So now I'm guess second guessing the fact that her and Dale were actually talking before the show. Excuse that noise my computer just make. I'm not going to go back and edit it out. Anyways, I'm second guessing if 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 they were really talking before the show or if she just like fell in love at first glance or fell in love looking at his pictures or creeping on his Instagram even before the show started. I'm just not really sure. I can't really get a full grasp of what's happening between Dale and Claire. Um, I do know that he's not very cute, though. <laughs> OK, what's with all the guys wearing capri pants? Do not understand. Mike from Canada with the flip-flops that per- perfectly matched her outfit. I'm so sad because I'm pretty sure she got rid of him tonight. And he was so cute. Jordan looked super familiar. He looked like a child actor. I'm pretty sure she got rid of him too. I can't believe out of the whole Tyler and Yosef situation, she got rid of Tyler. Like, obviously, Yosef seems super sketchy. You can just tell that he is a shady guy using his daughter to try to gain her trust, which I do not like. The only thing that I laughed at was the fact that he called um Tyler a... <laughs> Mini McConaughey. I'm dead because when I saw Tyler, I was like, he looks like Matthew McConaughey and he sounds like Matthew McConaughey. Anyways, I'm shocked that she sent him home over Yosef because I got super bad vibes from Yosef, which just makes me feel like Claire does not have a good judge of character. Mm, I was already kind of getting that from her. Chasen, I thought that he looked cute in his pictures, but he actually looks like a pit bull. The <laughs> I mean, look at his fucking face. He really does. Um, Yeah, I've been waiting for like her and Dale's interaction. And when it finally came, I was shocked that she was the one that went in for the kiss. Like it wasn't him. He even paused for a second. Like she went 90 and he came 10. Just seems so awkward. And also, last but not least, the straight jacket guy, he really committed. Like most people, they come in in costume and then they ditch it. He stayed in until the wee hours of the morning when they were doing the, the rose ceremony. So like that's commitment. Um, all in all, I don't think any of these guys are crazy good looking. I just think that they're like, meh, you know, meh, maybe they'll grow on me with personality, but the previews look insane. I'm curious to see exactly how many episodes we're going to get of Claire. My prediction is two, but after seeing the teaser for the season, I'm thinking maybe more like three or four. It is obvious that they're bringing someone else in. They brought in a limo. I feel like only one girl's going to get out of that limo. And I feel like that girl's going to be Tasha. but I also feel like they're trying to throw us off the, off the scent of what's actually happening. So we'll just have to wait and see. All in all, I'm really excited about the season. I love that they put Sacramento on the map. I was upset that they took Claire to Santa Cruz to film some of her opening part. Like, you couldn't take her to McKinley Park, Bachelor? Thanks. Thank you. She's from Sacramento. Sacramento. All right, so that's my Bachelor take for the night. Hopefully, Brett and I don't die in our sleep. Um, That was really scary, really sketchy. Uh, Make sure you're following me on Instagram for the giveaway at What the Chuck Podcast. This episode is super long, so if you've made it this far, I thank you and good night. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Instagram at What the Chuck Podcast.